most history books, women don't get to share in men's glory. So in this podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into these incredible, heroic Russian female combat pilot stories. My name is Gabrielle Pickle, and I'm a producer and huge history buff. And I'm Meg Mesmer, a producer and huge advocate for untold female stories. No other country allowed women in combat in World War II. Germany had female test pilots. The U.S. had the WASPs, who were service and support pilots. But only Russia put their women in the skies to fight. Why? In short, Stalin was desperate. Russia was literally bleeding men. His communist purge removed the majority of experienced military leaders prior to the war even starting. Anyone of aristocratic birth or who did not agree with his communist policies was either banished or killed. Because he was paranoid that they would come after him, take over. I mean, kind of, yeah. He took out the smartest people in his country, which left him with an inadequate military leadership. Which led to massive deaths of Russian men on the battlefield because in literally nobody knew what days. they were doing. <laughs> in days. So the Germans hit, all these men die because they don't know what they're doing. Historians guess that Stalin, prior to World War II, murdered between 6 and 20 million of his own people. He was a bad, weird, silly dude. Let's just go with bad. (laughs) Then, okay, so then on June 22nd, 1941, Hitler and the Nazis launched this massive, super well-planned surprise attack on Russia called Operation Barbarossa. Operation Barbarossa. It was the code name for the campaign that Hitler launched to literally conquer Russia, remove all the Russians, and replace them with the Aryan race. It started with 3.6 million German soldiers attacking an 1,800-mile border of allied Soviet land and taking down tanks, guns, planes, forts, towns, people, people, Families, everything. They attacked it all at once in the middle of the night on the 22nd. And no one in the Russian high command expected it. Well, except when Winston Churchill tried to give Stalin a personal phone call warning him of the attack, but Stalin refused to believe him. That was like in April. Yeah, and uh, the Lucy spy ring, remember that? He warned Stalin that it would literally happen between June 20th and 22nd. They were from Switzerland. No one trusted them. (laughs) Russia concentrated their newest, the most high-tech aircraft they had on airfields close to the border, just in case. So stupid. However, that made them especially vulnerable. German pilots could literally not believe their eyes when they saw thousands of enemy planes neatly lined up on the runways, just waiting for them to attack. The easiest bombing targets ever. In the first nine hours, nine, nine hours, we're not talking days, nine hours, of the operation, they blew up 1,200 aircraft, brand new aircraft. No pilots sitting on the ground, just poof, bombs. And the aircraft that did manage to get off the ground were super easy targets. Antony Bivor, historian, pointed out in one of his books that some Soviet pilots who either had never learned aerial combat techniques, or knew that their obsolete model planes stood no chance, resorted to ramming the German aircraft rather than even trying to shoot at them. 
It's like a little kid, like right, ramming. Right, just ramming toys into something, <laughs> hoping something happens. A Luwafa general described these air battles against these inexperienced Russian pilots as infanticide. Which sounds like something with fantasy and infants or infant suicide, which... Not a thing. Not actually <laughs> not infants a thing. can't kill themselves. So Gabby told me it was infant murder, in case you guys didn't know what that was, like me. On hearing of their early success, Adolf Hitler himself told his colleagues, Before three months have passed, we shall witness a collapse of Russia, the likes of which has never been seen in history. And if you haven't been a nerd and studied Russian history, you would know literally no one's been able to conquer all of Russia, specifically due to their Russian winter. Like, Napoleon failed, everyone has failed, and Adolf Hitler was confident this was it. He was going to do it. So at 3.30 a.m., Russian general called Stalin to inform him that they were being attacked. And like a schoolboy rejecting proof of simple arithmetic, Stalin disbelieved his ears. No, no, pale and bewildered, he sat at the table clutching an empty pipe for comfort. He had signed a treaty with Hitler, you guys, in 1939, hoping to hold off an attack because the Russians knew they wouldn't be ready for battle with Germany until like, mm, 1942, 43. So Stalin pouted like a little baby child. No, 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 and denied that Hitler would dare attack. It took days for his commanders to convince him that shit was going down. <laughs> it's insane. I'm sorry. I'm just like, his, in, his entire cabinet had to be out of their minds. Like, men are literally dying by hundreds of thousands. thousands. Yes. And he's just in a room, like, sucking on an empty pipe because he can't deal. And saying, no, it's not happening. <sighs> Denial. Okay, by then it was too late, right? The Nazis had burned their way deep into the country, and they were coming for him on their way to the capital. Stalin was too shocked and, of course, embarrassed. That's really what it was. He was embarrassed to tell the people of the Soviet Union that the country had been invaded by Germany. So he made one of his men make the radio broadcast. Today at 4 o'clock in the morning, German troops attacked our country without making any claims on Soviet Union and without declaration of war. Our cause is just, the enemy will be beaten, we will be victorious. Upon hearing that Russia was in war, the people in the country couldn't believe it either. Stalin had told them there was no way. There was a non-aggression pact, was there not? War was unthinkable. Stalin said they were <laughs> fine, so what was going on? The Germans were relentless. They had a plan in just two months. But August 7th, the Allied Soviets had lost over 700,000 soldiers. And let's bring that back because of all, in the whole war, the U.S. lost less than 500,000 and already Correct. in two months. In two months, we have one and a half times that, at least. Plus, half of their fighter planes, a fifth of their tanks, four-fifths of their long guns to the German attack. This doesn't even begin to address supply lines where they get food and armor and whatnot, trains, bridges, everything the Germans came across, they destroyed. As November approached, the German armies were only 20 miles from the gates of Moscow, which was the capital. Much of the Red Air Force was destroyed, Planes, pilots, anyone that had any experience was dead. Despite having replacement bodies, which 
I just wanna take a quick pause. This is the only reason Russia didn't lose immediately. They were a massive country. They had bodies to throw at a war like no other country at this time. Unpause now. The Air Force needed a drastic amount of time to train new recruits because they were getting boys with like 10, 15 hours of air experience coming to the front to be trained as combat pilots. That's not a pilot. That's like a tourist in, in our, in, in our day. In yeah, it's in infanticide. <laughs> Operation Barbarossa officially lasted around six months. And in those six months, the Nazis murdered families, burned villages, kidnapped children. Hundreds of thousands of people were captured or starved in cities under siege to the point that they were eating each other. It lasted six months and resulted in 4.9 million casualties from murder, kidnapping, capture, and starvation. The country was in crisis. Stalin had previously barred women from combat, saying the military situation would never be so bad as to recruit women. Except now it was. Now, the one thing that the Russians did right in the 1930s was to allow their females equal rights 40 years before the women's revolution in the U.S. So women in Russia, along with men, learned how to fly. Now enter Marina Raskova, the Soviet's Amelia Earhart. Here she is. Marina was the brave soul that somehow changed Stalin's mind with her passionate pleas and cunning arguments. With thousands of applications from female pilots across Russia begging to be a part of the war, Roskova selected the most qualified 1,000 women to take into combat. They ranged in ages from 17 to 26 and were expected to cram two years of combat at training into six months. They flew in sluggish crop duster planes built of plywood and canvas. Ill-equipped for their combat missions, they had no radios, radar, guns, or parachutes. They braved bullets and frostbite in the air while battling skepticism and chauvinism on the ground. And yet, without these women, Russia would not have won the war. These women became so feared by the Nazis that any Nazi airman who downed one of these women was automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross from Hitler. It was the Nazis that gave them their terrifying nickname, Nachhexen, the Night Witches. They flew over 30,000 missions in four years, dropping 23,000 tons of bombs on German invaders and chased them back to Berlin. Three days later, the Nazis surrendered World War II. This is their story. 